Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. It's How We Seize It, episode 184. This week we're tackling Extraction 2. Uh, this was a um, this is a follow-up to Extraction 1, uh, but I don't think they put 1 on it. Would they just Extraction? People just know. Uh, this is a, <laughs> a Chris Helmsworth-led uh, action movie um, uh, directed by Sam Hargate. Hargrave. Screwed that one up. Written by Joe Russo, uh, and that's the same for Extraction 1. Uh, that was a big hit, I believe, last year um, on uh, Netflix, and so it it got a got a second second go. Yeah, I think it was a surprise hit. Um, we covered right, it yes. on the podcast here, so you can check out our our Extraction One uh, podcast from a couple <laughs> years ago. I should have looked it up to to find out what I what, what I was episode. drinking and uh, <laughs> it. I didn't. Oh, I wonder, true, huh? Hopefully, I didn't repeat myself. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think you did. I, I think this is a new one. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, we were definitely excited about that one. And, and so that was that was good. And I, I think a lot of people were were also presently surprised by it. Uh, same with this one from kind of the reactions I've seen and, and what I've seen on IMDb and, and Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. Um, so we're going to get into that to a moment. First off, I'm Noah, your main host here on How We Seize It, a, a show where we go and uh, we we uh, review. We don't review. We discuss. We just discuss movies and shows. Well, what's the difference? Things. I mean, we come up with reviews. I mean, what? well, no, a review. We okay. Here's my definition of discussion and review, and why I think we're different. We don't put a category uh, at the end of this where we say, "Oh, this was five stars out of ten or you know, four out of five or give it some kind of. Oh, I give it you know, six uh, stinky socks or whatever. You know, we <laughs> we, we looked at that at one time. Yeah, like, yeah. How many beers? Yeah, how many beers? <laughs> how many, yeah, yeah. The, the the more beers, the the worse of a review, I guess, is, is how <laughs> yeah. it equates. Yeah, but we don't do that. So to me, that's when when you review this, when you give it a hard number. And and what we really do is we just talk about what happened in it and what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, I and, try and find stuff that is is controversial. Right. Our, our avid listener will will know by our what's what's body language when it translates into audio world. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, there's a tone sometimes when when oh, right, we right. don't care for something or when we're we're, we're at at odds with each other. So yeah. <laughs> True, but that's why I say it's more of a discussion sure. rather than a review, which I prefer. Um, you know, I, I know I've said this before to you, at least. I don't know if I said it on the pod, but um, I do not care for typical movie reviewers, uh, the professional paid people. I think a lot of what they review, the way they write stuff and how they describe stuff, I think stinks most of the time. I don't think they speak for the normal uh, consumer most of the time. Uh, and so that's why I also have a, a negative stigma with review. Um, you do know you, what I mean? Do you think it has something to do with the fact that people are paid, they're on a deadline, they, it almost becomes, uh, you, you know, they're a little begrudged to have to continue to do this work when they've grown tired of the, of the cinema and, and stuff. Where, <laughs> you know, we, we're kind of on a schedule. We try to keep to our weekly, our weekly right. podcast. So 
sometimes it can feel a little forced, but at the same time, you know, we're not getting paid. We're just having fun. So, so it comes <laughs> out a little, this. <laughs> we will, okay. Well, we, we do spend a few, a few extra dollars, uh, stock yeah. in our liquor cabinet. <laughs> For sure. I, mine is so full. I cannot get another bottle in there right now. So I'm like, I got to start emptying some things. Um, <laughs> Speaking of liquor and stuff like that, uh, that main that man that was talking about, that's Steve. He's my, my co-host on here. Say hi, Steve. Speaking of liquor, is that what you said? Yeah, I was going to go somewhere else, yeah. but then I forgot I didn't introduce you, so I, I, uh, I backtracked that's right fair. in the middle of my sentence. Yeah, yeah. No. We'll segue into liquor here pretty quick, so I'll give yeah. you a pass. Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe I've already been drinking. Why is that? It's because I already have my cocktail made. Why would I have a cocktail made? Well, that's what we do on How We Seize It is we make cocktails. <laughs> Or drinks that we pair to whatever it is we're watching, and that's no different tonight. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm already into mine, and I don't know if that's why I stumbled, but it could be. I don't write a script. I don't go by a script. This is all off the cuff just for you people at home. <laughs> so, Steve, what do you got to drink for us tonight? All right. Well, I've called mine the Energizer Bunny Molotov style. And, uh, you know, I went I went the direction of uh, the the... 21 minute long take, you know, the first movie. 21 minute and seven seconds. Nice. How was, how long was the first one? I don't know. It wasn't quite 21 minutes. It wasn't it was, 21. It was yeah. still pretty epic. But so I, I think I might've had a pair of drink that had something to do with that. But here I'm thinking about, oh, it keeps going and going and going. <laughs> What's that? That's the Energizer Bunny. Energizer Bunny. So um, I did find a, um, a cocktail called the Energizer Bunny. It was actually someone put a well, so I found some that had energy drink, and I'm not an energy drink fan. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe I could do something with coffee instead. Caffeine, you know, give it a little oh, jolt yeah, of yeah, energy. Yeah, and I did found some, find someone who went down that route, and I used that as a base. But then I also was uh, looking into the whole um, prison break, which is an epic scene that is tied to this first 20-minute 21 minute right, long right, take, right. Um, which, and I, and I looked up prison break cocktail and it came up with a Molotov cocktail. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Cause you know, he's got his flaming hands at times and mm -hmm. he's swinging punches with. And, uh, and so, so I merged these two. So here it is. It's two ounces of vodka. It's a half ounce of co coffee liqueur. I'm using Mr. Black. You can use, uh, nice. you can use, um, Kahlua or something like that. There, and I think yeah. you have a you have a coffee cup. Uh, yeah, that I have use. one that I really like. Mr. Uh, it's called Grind. Okay, yeah. Uh, one ounce of espresso, which I got right out of my espresso machine with some nice beans um, that I, I ground right up. And a half ounce of simple syrup. Uh, you stir that up on ice. I added, this was just because I thought it needed a little bit of red on top. I added a float of some Malbec, which is a, which is a red wine. Um, and then I soaked some chocolate bunny ears in 151 rum. <laughs> and I, I placed them on there and I ignited it. And I actually... I, I sent you a photo. It's hard to tell, but those those bunny ears are on fire. You you got to kind of like tweak the tweak the filter on it a little bit to see. Oh it, yeah, it's got, I see. I see. Okay, and I and I also caught it on on video. I'm hoping. I I spent a hell of a time trying to get these things to ignite. I went through a lot of different <laughs> chocolates in order to do it. Uh, my wife's gonna kill me because I ended up, you know. <laughs> you know, decimating her decimating a lot of her chocolates. I think I'm gonna have to make a, a chocolate run to to replenish a little <laughs> bit. But so right now I've got. Chocolate, uh, melted chocolate bunny ears that are in this. So this is, again, my Energizer Bunny Molotov style. And nice. uh, it's not that good, but... <laughs> but, I was, it, but It's kind of like a uh, like a Russian, like a black Russian, um, <laughs> which is the white Russian style uh, without the cream, uh, yeah. basically. Um, I'm, glad so, I, yeah, I could... I'm glad I put the Malbec in there. It gives it a little bit of... of uh, 
I think I think it needed a little bit more than just coffee. It kind of balances right. with the coffee a little bit. You know, and actually, what, it's a little better than now that I'm tasting it again. Maybe it's because some of that chocolate is chocolate. Kind of through. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> a little uh, um, coconut cream might be really good in that too. That That's a good really... call. That's a good call. I don't have any, so we won't go there. Yeah. No, but I mean, just. <laughs> That's what we're starting to do. I'm starting to get that point like, oh, what can I make do to do this? Nice. That sounds good, though. I love I love the fact that you kind of did something yourself. Um, it's funny. You know, you talked about energy drinks last week. I did that uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn drink. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we make these drinks and we never have them again. Well, uh, at my uh, daughter's boyfriend, we had a tri-tip tasting with his family and everybody and some our family and stuff. So I brought a list of drinks to have over, and that was one of the ones I brought over. And, it is actually really good. I, I really enjoy it, but it has that rock star energy drink in it. So I can tell if, you, if you're not into them that, yeah, they're not going to be good. But if you like an energy drink, it's a really tasty thing. Nice. So, All right. Uh, yeah. I don't necessarily always bring my drinks with, you know, from the show, uh, elder places, but this one worked out. Cool. All right. Well, I also uh, came up with a good, cool drink and I, I went and took something and kind of made it my own. I was looking at all kinds of different things and looking at different uh, stuff on IMDb and reading stuff up. And uh, two th- I, I ended up with two drinks. And one of them uh, I didn't get from IMDb, but the second one I did. But the first one I found was uh, I found a, a drink called a Blue Train. And then I found a drink called a Train Wreck. And I wanted to combine the two because they had a Blue Train that got into a train wreck. Right. Okay. And so <laughs> I, I took the two and I kind of, you know, threw all the ingredients on the ground and picked up and stuff like that. Like, like we do, uh, you know, to kind of put it together, ended up with two ounces of gin, uh, which was from the blue train, uh, an ounce of uh, vanilla vodka, which was from the train wreck. Um, then I went with a, uh, they both had a, a lemon or not a lemon, but a, a orange liqueur. So I ended up going with, um, with a, uh, orange, uh, curacao cause I'm all out of triple sec. <laughs> so I just went with the orange curacao, which, not sure how much orange that is and just kind of a sweetness in it, but it yeah, what I, it is. I think that's fair as an orange liqueur. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I went with the blue cara- uh, carousel because that's from the blue train. So that gives it its nice color. Uh, throw that in a shaker, uh, shake it up um, with a uh, splash of lemon in it, lemon juice in it. Pour that over ice. Give it a splash of uh, sweet and sour, which I pulled from uh, the train wreck. <laughs> and then... Uh, top it with a club soda, which I got from the Blue Train. So it's kind of this combination of the Blue Train wreck, and uh, it came out really nice. It's got this, you know, it's got that really nice blue color that you know, kind of when you do a a blue carousel drink with with not a lot of other color in it, and it's actually pretty tasty. It's got a, it's kind of refreshing actually. It's got a, a kind of nice citrusy taste with a little bit of sweetness. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of jealous of the carbonation too. I wish I would have. I think I might have even thrown some in this if I had some club soda, even though this doesn't quite call for it. Um, that just sounds refreshing. I've, I found club soda is is now kind of or even just I I have a you know carbonated water on tap. Uh, I found that I've I've liked to add that to drinks lately. So yeah, it is it it is a good thing when. Especially if you want to just, especially if you got something syrupy, you want to kind of break it down a little bit. It really helps. Uh, um, this weekend, uh, I went to Spirit Works. That's the uh, the gin distillery in in uh, Sebastopol that I've talked up a few times on this podcast, and uh, they just released a a slow 
Amaro. That's their first Amaro, which is like a bitter, oh. a bitter liqueur. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're known for their slow gins, which is based mm-hmm. off a slow berry. I think I've had had some I of have that one on actually in my cabinet. Right, right. And uh, so they've got this is their first uh, batch of slow Amaro. So I picked that up. And speak, speaking of club soda, I just made myself. You know, I put about. Uh, an ounce of the of the amaro in there. I added a little uh, sweet sweet vermouth and the club soda, and I think a little bit of lime, too, and uh, and maybe a little little. No, I think the 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 sweet vermouth was enough sweetness, but but that was really refreshing. I had a few. Of that those. sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, a few too many of those. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, other thing I found, and this is when I was just kind of going through stuff, and and uh, someone had brought it up. There is a scene later on in the movie where. There's uh they're they're fighting back and forth and they're they're down to hand to hand and uh, Chris Helmsworth uh, his character Tyler Rake is kind of crawling towards and they they highlight on it and it's an old like carpenter's hammer like an old school hammer <laughs> right and he's just about to reach it and then he gets pulled back and so someone wrote in there it goes it's kind of funny because him being Thor in the Marvel universe which is also you know uh, heavily. Uh, uh, integrated with the, the Russos and, and Sam Hargrave also has their feet in there. I think that's how they kind of became friends and, and got this going, but it's kind of like a little bit of a nod to Thor, but also a little bit of a, Nope, you're not going to get that one. Let's, <laughs> let's go to something else. So I had to make a hammer cocktail. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, you've got a second cocktail. That's where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no. And, and, uh, I found a couple of different recipes. I found one that I, I have this stuff at home, so I didn't have to buy anything else. And, uh, it actually comes out pretty good. It's, it's tasty. A little on the syrupy side, but not too bad. Three ounces of Malibu coconut rum, two ounces of peach schnapps, and then you top it with a, uh, I topped it, it said uh, 7-Up soda. Uh, I didn't have that, but I did have a pineapple uh, sparkling water or sparkling uh, juice from Trader Joe's that I figured, oh, that's pretty good. I like that better than a 7-Up, and it's, that's the one I've been drinking, and it's already almost all the way gone, (laughs) but it, it is, it is very easily, it, it's it's sweet, kind of a little bit syrupy, but it goes down so smooth because there's literally no alcohol flavor in this at all. It's like <laughs> it's like a sweet uh, pineapple-y flavored uh, sugar drink. Nice. So yeah, I just had to give my little bit of a nod to to my boy. Uh, Chris, I think uh, in I think Thor. in the first movie, I I don't I don't remember this, but I did when I was reading a little bit about Extraction too. They mentioned the Thor thing or the, the hammer. And they said yeah. as they, that it was a repeat nod that they did the same thing in the first one, but I didn't, I didn't oh, read the details. I might have to go back that. and watch that. And yeah. See that. And I, I don't know. Cause if I was, thought it was, I, I don't know if it was it. a hammer or if it was something else, but there was some sort well, of, well, I know he killed somebody with a, they supposedly killed somebody with a rake or a tool in the first one. So there's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, farm implement deaths in the, in the second one. Uh, just because people were making fun of it, having the last name Rake or what he killed, the guy who kills. So there's a pitchfork, there's a shovel, um, there's a, some some other <laughs> implements that are used that uh, to beat people with that are not your normal uh, uh, tools of the job, but made made use from other things. That that's interesting because that's almost, I mean I'm sure they kind of did that as a kind of a hum- humorous inside joke. Oh yeah, and yeah. Yet, and yet when watching this movie. You know, it's 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 kind of your typical action, 80s action, really just kind of, if that's what you want, you're going to get that. 
in spades. <laughs> but I, I didn't look, I didn't watch this movie and find comedy in it. So, so it's nice to know I that there was, either. there was kind of an under undercurrent layer of inside jokery going on that, uh, you know, you got to be a little bit more with it. And I obviously, wasn't. yeah, <laughs> there, there's not a lot of jokes in this at all. There there's, it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, very action packed. Um, and that, be, that comes because of the, the director, uh, Sam Hargrave. Uh, I mean, essentially he is a, a stunt man turned director, uh, much like we have, you know, with, with uh, John Wick, John yeah. Wick, um, with Chad Stelinski, uh, um, you know he's the same thing. It's he's he's a a stunt coordinator that now is doing, you know, is now behind the camera. And uh, I'd listen. There's not a lot of podcasts out right now talking about uh, uh, Extraction Two. I think it's a little too new. People just haven't jumped on it yet. Um, you, you know, you say that, and I brought up. I was I logged into a computer today that I, you know, a server at work. I I do sometimes I do server administration, and I installed Chrome, the browser, and I went to go search for it, and I, I went to go search for something really quick, and when I hit the search bar, it listed the top five most searched <laughs> things, and mm-hmm. Extraction Two was number five. That might have been just from me at work. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, no. I mean, so I, I, I'm pointing out that this wasn't a browser yeah. that I was I was attached to at all. It was the first time <laughs> I had logged in. And so I, unless there's some weird way that it got my, you know, my well, maybe there, 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 there could be You're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think what it is, is it's 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 uh, Netflix's top movie right now. And I think a lot of people are watching. It. I just don't think a lot of uh, podcasts have jumped onto it because it's really it's been out less than a week. Uh it, by the time we're, we're we're recording this, yeah. So it is really new, um, but yeah. it's real. It's it's worth watching. It's Don't yeah. No worries about spoilers. It's pretty straightforward. You're gonna get what you what you want <laughs> if you want some good yeah. action. And uh, if you're afraid of spoilers, just go watch it because everyone has Netflix, or at least everyone has right. access to Netflix, even if they don't have Netflix. Yeah, someone's <laughs> password. Someone's <laughs> password. They're trying to get rid of that, but they have you have someone's. Don't don't worry about that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that this is you know it is all about the 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 action and and the it it starts with Sam Hargrave and and I listened to two podcasts that were uh, interviews of him uh, about this movie and uh, you know he he has this this charisma about him when he's talking that you know you could tell he really likes what he does he really likes putting these action movies uh, you know together and 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 putting it on film and. And doing it from a point of view of of uh, someone that's doing the stunts and stuff like that. The other thing I really liked about it is he talks about he he's got these crews with him and and uh, you know he goes up to these these other stuntmen and and these guys that are doing these these stuff for him like the pilots and and you know drivers and he's like so here's what I want to do. What do you guys think? And 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 he gets their their buy in on it and and you know and he's like I want to know what you guys think. And then I'll figure out a way to film it and make <laughs> it look good. And so, like, we have uh, – there's a scene where the helicopter actually lands or pretty close to lands on the train, right? He, they, they drop down, and, and the guys step off the helicopter onto a moving train. All practical. That's the other thing about this. This movie is is mostly practical uh, effects. There's very little CGI. Well, they they obviously so. do a little with the one take. They're they're stitching a lot of things together using digital trickery. But yeah, as far as the the stunt work, they do as much as they can practical without having to rely on yeah effects, right. which which is nice. 
Yeah. So apparently what he did is he, he was telling the, the helicopter pilot, he's like, okay, so we're going to have you drop these guys off. They were talking about doing, you know, the rope drop and stuff like that. And he's like, and I guess the pilot uh, said, well, why don't I just land on it? He's like, well, can you do that? And he goes, I don't know. Let's try it. Because <laughs> no one's ever done it. Let's see if we can do it. And so they did. And and so, you know, there's one of those things where he, he really goes back to, I want to call them the worker bees in this and the guys that are, are in the trenches doing the work and says, hey, this is what I think would look really cool. What do you think? How can we do that? And and they put it together from that. And I, I, lo- I love that aspect. And I love the fact that it's coming from someone that's put that time in and, and been a stuntman. He actually... Sam Hargrave is uh, is the stand-in stunt double for Captain America. Yeah, he right? was the and, stunt and coordinator for Civil War and both both Infinity War and Endgame. So yeah, he, yeah. But he not only is he the coordinator, but he's also the actual physical stand-in for the stunts for Captain America. Is he is so, he America's ass stand-in as well? Is that that's a good question? That, <laughs> that would be you know. I, I think if he was, he would put that, uh, that would be like, you know, that would be his pronoun. Yeah. His ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know that yeah. would be mine if I was, if, if, if that was me. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's, it might be, uh, but yeah. That, how awesome would that be? If that was your, <laughs> he was the stand in when they had to set the lighting up, but when, when, yeah. when, when it was time to do the actual shot, they had the real, uh, yeah. real guy. They got another America's ass in there. Uh, but yeah, I just think that's really cool, and and that the Russos are part of this, um, you know, because they're a big part of of Marvel, um, and and most of the I, I don't want to say the most of the good Marvels, but they are some of the upper level. Like I mean, Captain America: Civil War, that was them, and in Game and Infinity War, some people, you know, people put those in the top top echelon of of the Marvel movies, and that's that was those guys. So I mean, it has it has some some good roots, um, and it's. You know, Chris Hemsworth is Hemsworth is a an incredible actor, not just action wise, but you know he can be funny. He he doesn't have to be that in this, but he's got some acting chops to him too. He's not just just a a Stallone type, you know, action dude. I I'm not sold on that yet. I think he's a great leading leading man for especially a role like this. He puts a lot into it, but as far as as far as his acting chops, I, I think he, he's his his roles have still been pretty limited. Even this one, it's a pretty. I mean, I think he plays it right, but it's but it's it's pretty straightforward. I, There's not. I guess I'm going, going off on. kind of. I guess I'm going off too a lot of what I've heard from people that you know have talked about directors and stuff, and and other actors are talking about that. He he actually is actively like ad libbing a lot of stuff and in like changing stuff on the fly and like making things work. Yeah. So I I, that, I think that's what I'm talking about. I don't I, you know. For me, that's that's good acting chops. I mean, and what I, I everything he's done, I, I believe him. I believe he's Thor. You know, I believe he could, you know, uh, extract these this family from this prison. You know, <laughs> so that's what I mean by acting chops. I yeah. Mean, you know, I, he sells the so, role. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Talk about selling the role. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go to probably the most um, emotional portion of this of this movie to me. Um, was you know, the background of 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 Tyler um, Rake is, and that's that's Chris's uh, character, is in the first one he you know he was a uh, Australian soldier, went off to fight in the the uh, Afghan war, uh, left his his, I guess they I can't remember if they said he was clinically ill at the time or whatever, but basically his young child that was in the hospital, uh, his young son and his wife, at the time to go because he had to go 
you know, go back to his duty. And so, and his, his son died while he was gone. And that's why him and his wife were no longer together. And so we got a little bit of that in the first one. Now this one, they come back to it and they touch on it in the end. And his wife is there at the end and she asks him, she says, she says, why did you leave? You know, there's this big discussion back and forth and it's kind of, you know, he's kind of post, posted up at first. And then, and she finally just says, well, why did you leave? And he kind of, he kind of pauses and can't, he can't really get it out first. And he breaks down and, and he, and he, he literally says, he's like, I, I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix it. I know that was a good line. That, that oh really, my God. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk about what really happens in most, I, well, okay. I'm not going to say most cause that's, that's, that's not right. But in my mind, what frustrates me more than anything when my wife or my children or my friends have something going on and they're telling me about it and I can't do anything to fix it, talk about a fucking just gut wrench. Like, oh, so when that came out, I was like, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to get a little teary-eyed movie at all, <laughs> at all. I was like, nope, this is all action. I'm, I'm all, you know, eating popcorn, whatever hooping and hollering nope that motherfucker hit me with that one i was like god damn it and <laughs> hit me on with it on father's day too i was like you son of a bitch nice <laughs> so uh so yeah which the fact that i watched this on father's day and this actually has a deep fatherhood message throughout the movie that's kind of subtle but you can see it if you pay attention you know with with the the, the ending there with with chris's uh, uh, in Tyler's story, but also with the uh, the son from the, uh, the family, he basically rescues from the prison or extracts from the prison. There's a there's a father thing in that too, and I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, the first the first movie, he was kind of suicidal throughout. He kind of had a whole lethal weapon Mel Gibson thing going that you know he's right. He's on edge, ready to die, and and it was interesting because that almost made the the finale in Extraction One kind of therapeutic because he finally gave mm -hmm. himself the you know he let himself go the release the release and stuff and and he and he dies and and then they showed it to a to an audience and the audience said oh no i don't want him to die and so they kind of tweaked it and left it a little <laughs> open-ended which was probably smart because they uh want to make an extraction too and they don't want to make it too ridiculous on how they bring right. him back which it was pretty, <laughs> pretty well they crazy said he, that was, he, he was clinically dead yeah yeah you know um, but yeah, and this, so this is a little bit more redemption going on here where, mm -hmm. but I mean, they don't play that story throughout. He's struggling a few with some flashbacks and, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, and it's, it's that child that he's, that, that's kind of on the fence on who he should trust his mother or his father, or, you know, yeah. which direction he goes that kind of keeps triggering, uh, Chris Helmsworth or, or, or Tyler Rake's kind of flashbacks and and it does resonate a little bit at the end do you think yeah. now they've already greenlit an extraction three and they kind of left that open-ended they introduced uh idris elba as kind of yeah. the, the handler or something <laughs> or i'm not sure what's what he's I, you know yeah kind of i was kind of bummed that he didn't he didn't have a bigger role I, well I, I i think he'll probably i mean you're gonna you know there's gonna be a bigger role in the yeah. next one and and i wonder where they're gonna go with this kind of journey he's on with with coming to peace with his with the death of his child with you know we I, I, he kind of came yeah. to some sort of peace with himself in the first one and the second one it was he he, he reconnected with his wife or his ex-wife and mm -hmm. and it and and i think 
that was certainly therapeutic enough to give them a bridge to, I don't, I don't know what, what else went on, and, but we, <laughs> we don't know too much either. So, so if they get back together and everything's hunky dory, we could probably buy it considering I, you know, there's not much going on. In, yeah. I don't that even we've need seen. to, I don't even think that needs to be part of it. I think, um, talking, listening to, I shouldn't say, but listening to the director talk about this in, in, in three, what's going to happen. And, uh, where I think uh, Idris Elba's character is going to be is this is kind of going into a I don't want to say like a Mission Impossible style but they're going to start he's going to have more missions and he's going to end up with his crew kind of you know we're going to have uh, uh, um, what was her name uh, Nikki back you know that was uh, the oh yeah she lost her brother yeah, which I was bummed too. I was like, you know, he got he had a, such a small part in the first one. He had, he was such a big part in this one that I, when they killed him, I was like, oh, you suck. That, I was bummed. We watched uh, it. Sydney and I both watched it on Saturday night. Um, and about twenty minutes in, I had to whip out my my phone and and look up uh, <laughs> to see if uh, he was there. No, 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 to do a re a recap of Extraction One because I hadn't. Oh. I only watched that the one time and and and. Uh, and we watched some sort of quick recap that was narrated by an AI voice that couldn't, oh, you know, and it was, yeah, it was really distracting because it didn't get a sense of the pauses. I probably should have found another one, but, um, but, you know, it kind of put all the characters back in place. It's like, okay, that's who this person is. And yeah. that person is not this. And uh, okay. And it kind of, <laughs> we got our footing back again. Um, I thought it was a little, I, I almost expected when I went into this movie, it's like, it doesn't matter. I know I don't need to remember the first movie. I can just kind of, I know he, he fell in a, in, in the river and, uh, is yeah. obviously going to survive. So well, and they give us that too. Yeah. Right. They gave us a little bit of that, but they did throw some characters at us pretty quick. And I don't think they re reacclimated us to them very well i i mean it was a little busy i think i i see I, what you're saying if you didn't if you didn't have that deep understanding of extraction one you're like kind of who are these people again why does he care yeah yeah they didn't reestablish that that care necessarily <laughs> yeah um and i don't i don't know if that's important or not um you know, I think I'm, it, I'm it going blows into this over movie really quick. Yeah, I'm going into this movie because I want to see some action. I want to see the right. long take. I, I, I mean, I have, <laughs> I have motivation for this, and do I really care about that? It was a little distracting, but anyway. What I was surprised was is the 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 teaser at the end of the first one had the boy that he was he kind of got attached to that he was rescuing in the first one kind of had him in the background. So I thought they were going to play off that. Again. Someone who was out of focus. You didn't know who it yeah. was, right? I mean, it was... Right, but it kind of was that, like, mm, is that him? So I thought they were going to play with that again. And I was kind of bummed that they didn't because there was such an emotional attachment and an attachment to the, this kid at the end that I think it would have played well with those that had watched the first one. Now, this one, um, you know, you get a little bit of attachment to the family, He's, but not nearly as much as you did in that first one where... You 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 see him grow to care for that kid more and more throughout the thing. Where this one, yes, he's he's working his ass off to to save them, but it doesn't feel like it's it feels like it's for the paycheck rather than the emotional. Yeah, I agree. There are a few moments with the little girl who was adorable, and oh yeah, she I, was. And I wanted more. I wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought. I I thought. You know, maybe maybe they only got enough of a performance to sustain what we saw, but but. If she if she could deliver that performance more often, I would have loved to see more of her her <laughs> interacting because she was adorable and and uh, and 
you know, I, when she tried to wink, it was such a, Oh yeah. It, that it, was so it, good. It, it, yeah. It, it was awkward and, and adorable <laughs> at the same time. I was like, Oh, <laughs> you, you almost got to wonder, like, did they tell her to wink bad or did she just do it that way? I, like, I, I almost think it was, it was, yeah, it was probably over rehearsed and it didn't look like a <laughs> wink. And, and I, maybe that's what made it more adorable. was that, Oh, they're trying oh, to get her so to good. wink. And she, <laughs> so it was so good. Um, yeah, it was, uh, Sandro, uh, was the, the son that, and he was kind of the main tipping point, right? He's the one, he's the son that was saved, but was also attached to his father because of how he was raised or whatever, you know, that, that, uh, you know, I don't even know how to explain it really, but he was, he was one of those ones is like, if they needed, if they needed to find a way to make an attachment, that would have been the, the, the point to do it and they just never really went there to the point at the end where he's still sitting there with that that uh bomb vest on and stuff like that the uncle that put the put the bomb vest on him at that point i was still kind of like yeah I, I really don't care if he if he goes like i i wasn't emotionally tied to that kid for any reason yeah i i agree with you i think they could have they 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 could have gone there and got a little bit more of an interesting dramatic attachment at this, at the same time, maybe the decision to not go there was more them realizing that people are going to watch this movie because it's got some good fucking action. You know? Yeah. So, but I mean, that was one of the beauties of the first one I thought was that it, it actually had it, it, with as much action as it had, and it had some great action. You know, I, I remember calling it John Wick esque with its gun foo and mm-hmm. um, you know, Sam Hargrave talked about, you know, he he gave props to to uh, John Wick series and stuff, and he's like, "Look, what they're doing with their martial arts, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to touch that. We're we're not even gonna try and get into their realm. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do our action, but I'm gonna film it some way. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make my strides with this camera and, and do some takes. And that's where he was going. But what I thought was really interesting in the first one is they also had that emotional attachment that I think John Wick sometimes didn't have. The first one definitely had the second and third, not so much. Like there was no heartstrings pulled where like first one abstraction really had. That's where I wish they would have had some of that heartstring pulls that, you know, to, to, he goes into this as a job, but it becomes more than a job at the end. Yeah. And so if they would have found a way to, to redeem that kid in some way that made you care that whether or not he had a bomb vest on and got away from it, you know, then, then maybe it would have been better, but that's yeah. just that, that's, that's my call. On I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think, and, and, and you already pointed out the, the emotional uh, effect of his own conversation with his wife. Right. Where, right. Where he, you know, kind of figures out why he left and, you know, let's, you know, he shows his vulnerability there, but yeah, if he were to make a connection with another family, especially mm-hmm. in that, in that father figure role or that, that, that uh, role. Like if there would have been some way for him to kind of sacrifice something to save that kid in the end where he really didn't, he just, he went and said, okay, yeah, it's going to, I'm going to put it all out on the line and and make this happen. But that's just another fight scene. You know, that's, that's what we expect. But if there was some way, or, you know, maybe the kid is about to do something stupid and he has to step up and, and change it somehow to save that kid from, from the mental trauma of whatever, you know, there, there could have been a million ways to go, but that's the one thing I think this was lacking. Now, what it wasn't lacking though, was action. This thing, it's, it's not a crazy long movie. I think 
what what I see. It's uh, two hours and two minutes. So, you know, we're not at a tight 90 or anything like that, but, you know, it's not some, you know, Zack Snyder going to take forever to get through. Um, but it was action-packed from pretty much start to finish. There's not really a slowdown. And, and like you said, the Energizer Bunny, once they started with that, especially, you know, it started with that opening. And once we get going, you know, we got we get a montage in the beginning of, you know, him rehabbing himself, which I thought was kind of cool. I was like, damn, I kind of wish I could build some of that shit in the backyard. <laughs> get, get get healthy. You got six weeks. Uh, I'll be back. Okay, here we go. We're well, I mean, our, he was. We're going to do our rock. He was only uh, clinically dead. He was only clinically dead. I mean, six weeks. That's not, you know, you can make it out. It, he, he doesn't have internet. I'm sure, you know, he's got nothing else to do. He's not out there playing Candy Crush. So he's just working out, you know, eight hours a day. You talk about the nonstop action. One of the things that I thought was a little bit of a, of a letdown is that for me, there, there are kind of three big action sequences. There's the, the, the 21 long take when they do the prison break into the train yeah. derailment. Um, and then there's the, there's this, the building where that gets raided uh, yeah, the, is the yep. second big one. And then the kind of the finale that, uh, and I felt they progressively got less interesting. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wish I, it, Yeah. 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 I wish it was the other way around. I wish it, it was yeah. building up a little <laughs> bit more towards something. And You're I right. also, I also thought, I thought, I hope this has two long takes cause it's, it's extraction two and that, oh. and, and so I, after the first one, I was just kind of in awe and drooling over that. And um, and I almost expected it to kick into another one at another time. And I, so I was let down because they, they dropped the the long take, you know, the within right the first, you know, the end of the first act. That's that's kind of yeah. the big the big transition into the second act. And so they get it out of the way. And that's where that's why I, I paid for my movie ticket on this one. You know, if I would have, <laughs> that's what I would have wanted to see. I want to see the long take. So give me another one or something like that. Up the ante that's a little bit. That's a good bit. point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Like I think that that ending sequence could have used, that would have been nice to do a long take. And it, I mean, it was an okay battle. It was, there wasn't a lot of guys. So it kind of, it was just a one-on-one -on -one kind of fight and, I don't know if it would have worked with a one take on that because it, it would have just been so back and forth, but I, no, I you do saying. it a little different. You do a, you do a, you know, a, a 15 oh. minute long take first, I mean, or you do it where the first one is a little no. shorter and then you do a bigger one later. And I, you know what it is? They okay. need, they needed to say like here, the, the guy, the guy, you know, he lost a bunch of his guys. He was down to three. So what he's, he's got a whole country of these people call up a bunch more and, and literally, Make it make it the hallway scene, right? He's got to go through like forty fucking people to save this kid, right? Yeah. That's that's what they need to do, and just and there's your one take. Have it, have it like a fucking daredevil fucking hallway scene. Where or just Guardians of the Galaxy it. three because they pulled that off that 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 final scene when they're you know yeah that. you know I know we just covered that and and I started thinking about it. the second time I watched it I wasn't as impressed by it. The, I think the more times you watch that the less time it's impressive. Okay. It's it's Are much you? it's much more CG uh, yes. in your face and and the, the the slow motion cut with the fast motion I think I, th I think we talked about last week how sometimes they overdid it on the slow motion yeah. to kind of drug out the scenes a little well, bit. It's like, oh, okay. And that's why I say if you go you go you go a one take but you go like Daredevil hall hallway scene Right. And you have you have him have to take on all these fucking goons that he's just fucking wrecking the shop on, you know, and then he gets to the last guy and don't make it this drag out fight. 
well, make, even, make it some heroic moment where he has to save the kid somehow. And and wasn't it Daredevil season, season three where it was actually a prison break that we got to watch in kind of a one take yeah, style? Yeah. And that you talk about practical, you know, I, that was really practical. They they did their best mm -hmm. to, you know, with the, the actor that plays Daredevil. I can't remember his yep. name, but. Uh, Charlie Cox. Thank you. Um, I think he did a lot of his own stunts. They did a little switcheroo at, at one point yep. we, we spotted but uh whereas this one this long take you, you can tell you get a sense of of when it's stitched together through through computer trickery just the way the kind of camera moves a little bit it, it kind of flows it reminded me of if you're ever playing a a a uh, a video game you know, yep. a computer cut video scene. game, a cutscene where it transitions to where you're, you, you know, you're first person, you're running around yep. and watching, and then suddenly it kind of transitions and it takes over, you know, and just yep. kind of m moves itself into that cutscene and you're suddenly out of control. I felt like that, those little transitions were, were, that's were funny a you say that. There. Yeah. What? I, I felt exactly the same. Way. Okay. <laughs> I did. When uh, it's, it's the scene where they're in the, the, uh, the cars and the motorcycles are chasing them and the whole car thing. I was like, this is a fucking cutscene. This yeah. literally is a cutscene where it's like, you know, where they can't trust you to like be able to steer and all this and do all this stuff. It literally looked like a video game cutscene to me. It was a it, no. it I it had a lesser effect than something like Daredevil uh yes. prison break. Uh just just for that reason. It, it felt a little fake. It felt a little bit like, okay, they had total power to go in and and manipulate everything and kind of pan the camera however they wanted to kind of like avatar and and uh yes yeah. well that's what he was saying is that the the one take isn't isn't exactly that it isn't just they did it all one take they said it took 29 days to to rehearse and get filmed and stuff like that and then yeah they did they did stitch stuff together but it is a lot of it is is uh filmed pieces that they stitched together so it looks like it's one big action and apparently it's a lot of like switch to camera that that's are filming at the same time kind of thing and, and little stuff like that. So the, the prison riot was my favorite part in that sequence, just from the standpoint of the choreography. I thought, I thought, yeah. okay, yeah, there's so much going on that they had to really plan this whole thing out. Yes. And, and even though, yeah, they're stitching it together, it still is the choreography is intense. And I loved yeah. when he got knocked out. Yes, uh, for that moment, it it was a startling effect, and it it was a moment of vulner vulnerability, and he had to he just had to deal with it. Yeah, you get the hit in the head, you're not going to be able to just snap right out of it, uh, <laughs> even if you're even if you're Chris Helmsworth or Rambo or you know you you're going to yeah. have the effect, and it's good that they showed that. Like you know, he still recovered pretty fast, but uh... yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's it you had to, but yeah, it was good. I I did like that, um, you know. This is this comes from um, you know my martial arts background and 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 when I'm looking at judging uh, our defense techniques when we have tournaments and stuff, watching some of those I I see the the slight hesitations when actors are like oh he's just a hair off and they have to kind of recock or remove and stuff like that so I see some of those um, none of them was really blaring in this there was a few I mean I don't think I've ever seen anything that I haven't noticed at least one or two and I, there was some blatant ones in John Wick that I was like that dude did a whole like oh let me retake a second step <laughs> well if you, if you look at a movie like Born Ultimatum which was 
one, I think that was the third Bourne film, had some epic fight scenes, but it really got away with all, you know, they choreographed a lot of it, but they also utilized fast cutting a in a way cut, that yeah. that uh, kind of hit a lot of it. Here, of course, you're not doing any cutting, but there's camera movement that's moving yeah. around that I think is kind of doing the same thing. It's like, you, 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 I, I, I thought it did a good job, especially when there were a lot of people in the frame, because sometimes if you move the camera too fast, it blurs yeah. things that are going on. And I, I thought it was, it was, it didn't try to, it didn't, it well, didn't use it, that as a way of, of covering up those flaws. It, but, uh, and those are the people you usually watch if you really want to see some mistakes. Like this, if you ever watch that's, <laughs> that's like the, the third or fourth yawn since we've started this podcast, how are you doing on your sleep? <laughs> I not very good. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, 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 it's it. Yeah. We it's, it's been the weather. Um, but no, it's one of those things that I, I have to stop myself when I'm watching a lot of big battles with like multiple people, like, uh, the show Vikings, they do a lot of these big battles where they've got people, you know, like large armies fighting and, and you look in the background and you just see some people like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> like, like they, they, it's like, it, it's so hard to get everybody to be on the same page when it looked. And so, uh, but then this is one where I didn't really see anything in the background and not that, I, I mean, the action kept you watching up front. So I don't think that was a problem. And they, they did some incredible uh, um, choreography with this. And, and apparently I heard something in the number of 400 extras uh, yeah. used. So a lot, a lot of stunt doubles too. A lot of stunt men and stunt women involved in this. And, and uh, you know, we're just, you know, like they, this is, this is another one of those like, hey, you're my buddy. Come be in my movie. You're my buddy. I mean, yeah. Realistically, I think that's how we got uh, Idris Ilba. You know, he, he's part of that uh, Thor Ragnarok and and you know some of the other uh, Marvel stuff with the Russos. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm unfortunately Idris Elba. I I really enjoy him, but I I don't think he has his his own vehicle necessarily. He had the TV show that I think they just recently, I think what's called, uh, Oh, Luther, Luther. Luther. Yeah. They just released another, uh, a couple months ago, another, uh, so there's a theory movie. out there, but, but other than that, he doesn't have there. his own, uh, he doesn't have his own <laughs> thing going. There's a theory out there that, that the character that we saw in this is actually Luther. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. If I knew anything about Luther, I would know that I haven't, I haven't watched Luther. So, <laughs> Um, but Luther, yeah, it was Luther's just, a cop, so um, you know. Yeah, it would be kind of weird if he was a cop doing doing what he was doing out there. But well, he's kind of a, a renegade cop. He kind of does his okay. own thing. He breaks the rules. Um, he's he's in you know this is in London or you know in the in the UK somewhere. So I guess it's possible. Um, so I, I think it's a little far fetched. They don't they don't give him a name, <clears throat> but I guess he's called out as uh, as. Uh, Alcott in the in the credits. So, yeah. But, so here's maybe, here's maybe that's an anagram for Luther, but it doesn't look to be. <laughs> <laughs> here's a cool thing that I learned too is, so this is uh, um, filmed or or the the bad guys are supposed to be from George Georgia. Is that is that right? <laughs> Georgia, yeah, yeah, and that doesn't that's not the state. That's <laughs> yeah, that's I, I always it always comes out like wait George like like. Okay, um, but uh, so they um, talk about diversity. They hired um, for all the the characters that were from Georgia, you know, in the in the movie. They went and hired actors from Georgia, like actual little 
literally like the people that spoke the actual language. Like it isn't it isn't a UK actor or an American actor trying to fake an accent or read. This is like almost all of those guys are. They went and, and they went and said, "Hey, send in your auditions." And they got all these. And the funny thing is, is like a lot of them are. They belong to like the same family, like the son, and I think the uncle. Uh, the uncle's actually his real godfather or, or uh, you know, or something like that. So they all know each other and stuff like this. So it worked out really well for them. But they got these great guys. And it it fits because, like, it's all believable when, you know, and it sucked. And I'll, I'll admit this. I was not in the mood to read subtitles <laughs> when I was watching this movie. I, it was just I, when I was watching this, it just wasn't a time in the day I wasn't in the mental point that I really wanted to read subtitles, but I had to, and I and it worked because you know having them speak their their native language um, made this more believable in in that aspect. And yes, I had to read it to to know what the fuck was going on. But I you know it was one of those was like I, I enjoyed that. But I like the fact that he went out of his way to say, look, no, we're gonna. This is what we're trying to portray, so we're gonna go get the people from that that area. And, Maybe and not have people. I, yeah, it, originally it was going to shoot in Australia, Sydney, Australia. Do you think they would have, you know, brought in a bunch of people from uh, from Georgia if if they were shooting there? They had to. They changed well, it actually to to Czech Republic when when no, well, but pandemic, I mean, but uh, they were, but they were saying that it was it was gangsters from Georgia. They were saying that they were they were they were people wherever they shoot. I mean, fuck. There's so many places that they say that they're somewhere else and they shoot in Canada and stuff like that. I'm not talking about where they shoot, but where they were actually saying they were, they went and got the people of that that area. Yeah. Right? They got actual Georgians. Yeah. I'm just saying it's easier to bring people from Georgia into Czech Republic rather than Austri- all the way down to Australia. So they may not have been as... Well, in Australia, this was shot partially during COVID. Right. And and Australia was a fucking bunch of bitches about, all, you know, they were like, no, nope, we're locking down the whole fucking island. Yeah, no, that's, Fuck that's, you guys. that's what, uh, <laughs> they were a bunch of bitches. Listen to you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean, but. Yeah. Czech Republic <laughs> and then it looks like uh, Austria, Austria as well, but. Uh, yeah. But no, stayed I just away thought from it was Australia. really cool. I just thought it was really cool that they went and got uh, natives of of where they're portraying rather than had someone try fake an accent, you know, and so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I do want to, you know, we talked a little bit about him before, but uh, God, I want to butcher this name. Uh, Gol. Gol Shifta? Gol Shifta. Farahini. Yeah, I, I, far, Farahini. That's, that's better than I okay. got. As Nikki Khan, who, who... Is it Nikki or Nick? That's It might be Nick. Nick Maybe. Khan. I, you know, I don't remember him ever... Her as, I don't remember him ever saying her name in the movie. I, I don't either. It was when I was looking it up on... Uh, on uh, yeah, and then Yaz, I do remember him saying Yaz, um, is Adam Bessa. And so those were, those were the kind of two other operatives that were working with with Tyler in this movie. And I really enjoyed having, you know, it, it, it kind of is nice when there's a team aspect to it where it's not just Chris Helmsworth as Tyler running through everything and do it. You got this team that's backing them up and they, you know, you don't always get to care for those people cause you don't get the backstory on them. But I was like, look, I, I care for these people. And I was bummed when Yaz ended up dying. I was like, fuck, that sucked. 
I wanted to be more attached. I wanted a little bit more. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to, to get a recap of the last movie. Cause I, I, <laughs> I couldn't remember if they, if they went in more into these characters or they not. Did it. Um, Especially and, him. And, and I felt a little like some of them were a little underdeveloped, but in, in fact, in fact, when, when Yaz died, I looked at my wife, I said, are they brother and sister or is she just really freaking out? Because... I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And I, I didn't know. And, and I... so, so that, that seems like something you should know. Uh, Cause I thought her reaction was a little overboard and, and that's when Cindy said, Oh no, that's their siblings. And I said, okay, that that's fair. Cause you know, when you're in a crew okay. and someone dies, you can't, you got to keep moving on with your your next yeah, thing. But, but but if they're siblings, it's 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 fair. It's fair. That's all I'm saying is that I thought it was it was. I took them as a crew that was tight like family, even though they were real family. I you know. Yeah, but you, uh, you and you grieve, but you can't grieve at you know in the middle of a of a mission. You've got to <laughs> keep moving. You and and it sucks, but that's. I, I don't know why I'm saying this. I, I I've never been a been in a crew like this. But it, but the movies I've seen, <laughs> the most effective ones. Don't, so are are don't you telling me if we were out doing something, you wouldn't grieve like that for me? I anymore? would. I would absolutely <laughs> grieve, but I wouldn't stand there and and break down and yeah. put put things at risk because I mean it seemed like that was a moment when still things shit had to happen and right right it was a break in her and character. I and, but I think I think as siblings there's a little bit more uh, of a right True. to to uh, to have that moment and I didn't I didn't know I didn't remember that they were siblings so so for me I actually cared a little bit more about him than he had a little bit more personality where she seemed very stoic and and just hardcore. He actually seemed to have like just a uh, kind of a more caring attitude. And like when he jumped out of the truck to run after the kid, I was like, nah, fuck that kid. Get back in the car. <laughs> I was like, I'm serious. I was like, fuck that kid. You know, but I mean, we know more than they did about him fucking, you know, calling his dad kind of shit or his uncle. But I was just like, nah, fuck that kid. Like, and, and I knew I was like, man, if this dude gets killed because of that motherfucker, yeah, uh, which essentially, kind of happens in a way but it's much later but it was like damn like you know i something <laughs> talk about comedy right there's not a lot in this but there are a few line there are a few things in it and a lot of it had to do with tyler and yaz early on you know yaz has that fancy shirt on right and in in uh tyler oh, right comment about it <laughs> like and that. so he's like ah oh, don't worry i'll send one to you and he sends one to him and then later on you know, he goes, is that dog wearing a, you know, whatever? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. But then when they're in the elevator and he's on the radio, yeah, we're going to do this, this, is this, and we'll get out of this and get matching shirts. And he, and he was like, and we're going to wear them this time? And he's like, absolutely not. And I was like, that's, to me, that was like, oh, that's fucking funny. That's that's brotherhood right there. That's, you know, people have been through this shit together and, 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 and laugh about it in the end and stuff and have their little inside jokes. And so. I felt more from him than I did from her. I almost with Tyler and Nick, I was almost kind of, there's almost a, there's a tension there where it's like, are they, are they lovers? Are they not lovers? What's going on I, there? That didn't bother me so much. Nick didn't stand out as someone that had a role Anything? so much. <laughs> I mean, when I yeah. say that, I mean, I mean, what's her strength on this crew? 
Um, I, I, is, is she I the, think she's supposed to be the, she, the boss. That's fine. Is she the boss? Is she the planner? I didn't see that come out in this one. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd have to watch the first one to see if that came out more. I don't think it does one. more in there either. Um, and I think that that's important. I mean, I, I'm glad it wasn't this, this sexual tension banter between the two of them. That would have been, you know, that's the, that's something that it gets old. Yeah. It yeah. Old. This is the, I, I liked how. How they worked. I liked the action sequences. I liked that you know, she wasn't this. She didn't fit that role of strong female, three female character, which 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 is fine. But I mean, how she I, does in a way though. I mean, I mean, she has a kick-ass fucking scene in the train where she whoops ass. No, bit. but I know, but but sometimes there movies these days kind of go a little overboard with trying oh, to push right, right. those those leads in a in a way that I see what you're saying goes makes it a unrealistic bit, well yeah it, it doesn't embrace what you know the reality of, of 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 people and I like it when when people you know when they don't just create these you know it, it's like and I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm stammering a little You're bit. You're rambling. You're but, rambling. But uh, I, I see interviews with uh, leading ladies like Emily Blunt, and she said when she gets when she gets a script, and the female, you know, if she's if she's auditioning for the the lead female, and the whole the description of the female is strong, strong female, female lead, you know, it just makes her roll her eyes, and I get that yeah. because it's, I mean. That's what it seems like. That's what they're just spitting, spitting out. Yeah, you want something that's a little bit more interesting, nuanced, and stuff that that has a place. And and you know, at the same time, you know, '80s was was known for its sm- strong male lead. You know, so so I get it. I get it. No, but uh, but it's nice to have a little bit more nuance with these characters that, yeah, that no. seem to fit the the role. I know and, what you're saying. I mean, they didn't. It, it isn't. Isn't it? It isn't forced into it. it. Isn't like, oh my god, look how strong she is because she has a big no, gun. I agree. No, uh, she's she has she's kind of like the tactical mind with it. But I also love the fact that they gave her they gave her a moment in the train where she's up in the the front, uh, in the the engine train, and she has that that fight. That bitch is crazy with a knife. Don't piss her off. When she's Holy shit! Dinner. I She'll know she's just slicing the muscles and stuff like that. That was brutal. Yeah, I agree. Really, that was I loved really it. effective. I, and that was also something that's new. It's like you see these fights. Okay, now I'm going to talk about real quick before I get too much into her. The one thing that bugged me about this movie, right, and, and it has to go back into uh, the gunfire and one of the things that they do wrong in some of these movies, these John Wick especially, these guys were wearing bulletproof vests, right? They're getting shot in those bulletproof vests. That's stopping them from getting the bullet to penetrate them. It does not stop the concussion damage that happens with that fucking bullet. These guys are acting like it's nothing. They're act like they take more from a punch than they're taking from a fucking shot from two feet away right into their chest into a bulletproof vest. That shit would have knocked them on their ass. That concussion damage, that 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 motion damage is gonna go somewhere. Yes, it doesn't penetrate in there and kill you. But it's like getting punched by Mike Tyson in the nuts when you get shot in the chest with a fucking shot like that, especially with the bullets they were using out of those rifles. And that's where I had a problem. I what was is, like, what about on. all the, the adrenaline there there that's pumping through Fuck their adrenaline. <laughs> Fuck adrenaline. You get hit by Mike Tyson, right, right in your chest, it is going to knock you on your ass. I don't care who you are. Like yeah. that's that was my biggest problem with it, and that's and it goes into John Wick too. This whole ah. bulletproof shit, 
I it's d- great. It doesn't make you bleed, but it's you still have to have that concussive damage. I, I I definitely agree with you. At the same time, I look at this movie, I look at John Wick as action entertainment and and, <laughs> right. and, and I'm just sometimes those rules I you know, the more attention they play to those little nuanced rules the more it becomes more of a, a heavy drama that's trying to trying to ground well, itself. Can... And and sometimes I don't want to be grounded. I just want to see some badass action. Yes. <clears throat> and and so I don't mind that so much. So Well that's that's where I would love to see one of these guys go, you know what? Let's make this somewhat real. Okay, here's the same thing. A guy gets shot by a shotgun, right? You know, without armor on, all of a sudden he flies back ten feet. Which is also bullshit. They're not gonna fly back that far. They're gonna move backwards, but not that far. So why is it that a guy without a bulletproof vest goes 10 feet back, but a guy without a bulletproof vest shrugs it off like it was a fucking mosquito bite? With a bulletproof vest. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean is like, I want to see someone like, okay, if you don't want them to get knocked back, have them fucking deflect it, dodge it, miss it somehow. Do something else like that. Like they did a lot of that really close up where the guy's going to shoot and they turn and miss it, you know, and they're fucking back and forth. That's the other thing. Those guns going off by their fucking heads like they were. Like, there's a couple times pistols fired right by a motherfucker's ear. You ain't hearing shit for days. I'm sorry, but that... <laughs> I wear... Uh, matter of fact, just recently, I went out and, and went to a range. Uh, I had earphones on, and I was still... could. I was like, damn, this is loud as fuck. That shit goes off, and you don't have earphones? <laughs> You're fucking deaf. Yeah. Done. It's... it's there. There is... There is so much um, litigation going on now with people that were in the military that fired weapons that didn't have uh, the correct earphones or the earplugs. Now, from the Marines and Army and stuff like that, that it's like, that shit will fuck you up. But these guys were like, no, pow, 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 pow. What? You whispered at me. Oh, okay, I can do that. I was like, come on. So extraction, what extraction two should have had that ring the whole time through the soundtrack. Oh just, yeah, for sure. Because after <laughs> after extraction one, that's that's how he's hearing. <laughs> right. Well, I I mean I expect people that you know, realistically, if these were were operators, they would probably go and be going in there with like earplugs in, um, probably mic'd up earplugs and stuff like that. Potentially, I don't know. I w- I was never a combat vet. I'm not gonna say I was out there fucking in the shit throwing fucking rounds down range at people, but. I, I know what it's like a little bit, and I wish, I wish some of these movies would. Well, yeah, get a little bit of that. I, I, I brought up Rambo. I think when I was talking mm-hmm. about comparison to '80s action flicks, and if you look at the first movie, First Blood, it's it's a, a it's a more raw, realistic, realistic yeah. movie, and I would take that any day over Rambo Two, First Blood, or you know. <laughs> Uh, or no, I think it's First Blood to Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> they, they ended up switching the switching the title around, but when it came to Rambo Three, well, you know um, what but, happens is that dollar sign gets up there and they they lose their fucking minds. But but that's just because I prefer a more grounded movie. This still right. has a place, you know. I I I prefer John Wick because it took it and went a little further with its with its uh, with that's its a good point with its. Uh, world building it, it kind of created a whole yeah. a whole world of of assassins and i i was really intrigued by that but it's still far-fetched and so is this this is a little bit more like it's kind of trying to play the play the the balancing act between something that's a little extreme action and then also grounded so and let me ask you this yeah. which do you think is a little more grounded in this 
it, do you think Extraction or John Wick is a little more grounded? Like which which I think more I think Extraction is more grounded, but yeah. I think John Wick is a better series because it's more entertaining. It's more so, and yeah, okay, yeah. But but is that because it has four films to two, or is that because you think the the fantasy side of it is more entertaining? The than fantasy the, side, the ground. No, I, well, the fantasy side is is not grounded. That's far fetched. It's it's kind of right. It's, it's kind of over. It goes a little overboard. But that's fun. That's movies. That's the magic of movie making. John and, Wick and, goes overboard like the Titanic does for fucking cruise ships. <laughs> right. Everybody's overboard. Right, right. Uh, and and extraction goes a little bit more overboard, but it's a little bit more just this kind of hardcore action. Um, uh, and it's it's way more believable though. It, it's way more believable. It's more. It's following this straight line of action. It still has. It suffers from yeah from from shooting close range. I mean, I'm sure if you yeah, count yeah. the bullets and stuff like that, you'd probably. But that's not what they're after. And they're not trying to make a grounded, dramatic movie. They're trying to make a just a, a straightforward action flick that's a lot of fun. And, yeah. they, and, and they succeed if that's what you want. You know? Yeah, no, no. I, I was just saying that, you know, if I have any any bones to pick with this, mm-hmm. uh, it is it is the fact that they didn't react to, to the bulletproof vest stopping bullets <laughs> and not reacting to them, which I think was much better in this than it was in John Wick, because I'm sorry, those little fucking, you know, designer suits would, would not stop nearly what an actual fucking yeah. ballistic vest would. <laughs> in so, yes, John Wick is much more fantasy and much more world building, for sure. My my biggest criticism, I think, is the pace. About two thirds of the movie through, I was getting. We did get I, slow I, at the I, end. I was I was like, <laughs> it's like you know what, this has been fun, but I'm really kind of checked out, and that's not a good place to be. And so I think if they would have flipped the action a little bit and kind of built up more rather than down, uh, it would it would it would have worked a little bit better. Or throw a little bit right. more money into that final sequence and and. I think they should have switched it up and and had uh you know what they should have done is they should have cut out that third scene, extended the second scene and made it just a two two act uh kind of movie where where the final like where they attack the kind of safe house uh you know they attack the the safe house thing made that the final fucking thing really where he really has yeah. to go down and yeah because I agree with you that last you know they they really slow down to where oh they're all okay you know Yaz is dead and they're all fucking Oh, woe is me, and then, and then oh, that I, I couldn't fix it, and then then I got strap it up and go kill this guy. It it was almost like, hey, this movie should be over by now, um, but now we got to go watch him go one last time, and it wasn't as exciting as as the first two action scenes for sure. It was cool, yeah, you know, using that grenade launcher on the gun to fucking blow up shit. I mean, that was kind of cool. All oh, right, because blowing right. up shit is always fun, but. The fight scene I felt was the the individual fight scene between him and the and I felt was kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean they were doing damage, but I mean it's it's like a slow Rocky scene. Yeah, we know you're both gonna get your fucking hits in, and oh, one guy's gonna come up, and the other guy's gonna then come up, and back and forth. And yeah, I just I didn't care for it as much. I thought it was I thought it was pretty poor, really. Uh, you know. I agree with you 100%. I thought it was um, fine. And and but that's not what you want for a climax. <laughs> yeah, no, the climax you got to have something crazy and and so I actually I, I agree with you. I think if they would have stopped uh, realistically if they would have stopped this at the second uh act or 
had him somehow fucking kill the uncle at the end of the second act, that would have been a good stopping point. Even if they would have went through and at the end then had some some emotional moments, you know, where where you know, it could have it could have ended on him talking to his wife and then him talking to the kid and like, you know, I, I would even been like, oh fuck, okay. Or turn it that. into a series on Netflix and release the first act as <laughs> as episode one and uh, and then release the second act because those two are good. And then yeah. take take your time on that third act, and, and but release them as like little one hour, forty five minute sequences, and uh, and, and you've, you're already releasing them on Netflix. They're not getting theatrical releases, so that's kind of a bummer. This probably apparently they been... did get some. Okay, they did get some theater, okay. theater release. Well, I mean this this, I I think, I think it would have been exciting to see in the in the, on the big screen, especially that that twenty okay. one take. But uh, I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm curious on that because I, I'm I'm finding now with with the comfort of being at home, yeah. having a better system. You know, I don't I I don't have one of those fucking my dick is so big TVs that <laughs> taking up the whole wall. But you know, uh, you know, I, I think I have a 55 inch, not like one 80 inch TVs that. But you know. Um, Noah and his 55 inch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm average, man. That's all. <laughs> I'm not going to hit the bottom, but I'm hell on the walls. But I'm um, just saying, it's just one of those things is like, uh, we don't have the biggest TV, but I still enjoy watching movies from home like that. I don't necessarily feel like I, I have to see things in a theater. Maybe that's just me. I have never went like, oh my God, I wish I would have saw this in a theater on anything that I missed on a theater and saw at home. And And I don't know if that's... You know, yeah. Well, I think if it's on Netflix, though, it may have benefited from the more of a serial style thing. Yeah, oh, for it down sure. in some episodes. Yeah, got it. Then again, I mean, would you have got a twenty fucking one take in in a series? You broke up for yeah. a second. Say again. What? Oh yeah. I'm saying, would, would you get a twenty-one minute one take? I mean, just that's crazy. Uh, but I mean, that's that's. You're right. This was this was out of the bat, you know, right off the top, like fuck, action, action, action. I'm all in. I'm all in. Okay. Now the next scene. Oh my god, a lot of action, lots of action. Not as good as the first one. Oh, third one. Oh, I, I guess I'm gonna go oh, get a snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's over. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the attack on that the house and, and and getting out of the building and all that was that was. There were some cool parts about it. The fight upstairs where he used the gym equipment. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. When he kicked out and used the weights on that fucking leg press machine to squish that guy, I was like, oh, oh, my God. Like, I literally was like that. That Okay. I will never go to a gym and look at a <laughs> leg press machine again the same way. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was really cool. Now, on the other side, the whole sliding down the glass, you know, and the, the, the glass being shot out and all that, I hated it. Did you? I thought that was kind of cool. But I hated I hated the whole thing of him fucking monologuing up there and him hanging on with one hand and holding her. Oh, okay, yeah. I hated it. I hated every part about it. I was like, "Come on, when this you, is so so fucking ridiculous." Back up again, uh, though. When you talk about the the weights, you know, when you got smashed, and I like how 
I like how they do that, and it's not gruesome. It's just more suggested. It gives you an angle oh, yeah. where you know what's happening. <laughs> you got smashed, they don't, but you didn't have to see they, it. They don't see the blood or anything like that, almost like with the with the blade slicing through the muscles and stuff. But but it's enough to where, you know, you're there. You know exactly what's going on, and I, I think that's a, a better effect than, than going all I, heavy gore. I guarantee <laughs> everybody who watches this movie, Ain't nobody going and do leg day the next day. <laughs> Ain't nobody getting in one of those machines and doing leg day. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I mean, it's almost like, yeah, I mean, the the scene above the glass was kind of new, but has also been done before. I mean, it was done in Captain America one. You know, they were fighting on top of glass, so it wasn't like anything brand new. Jurassic Park just, two, right? Jurassic yeah. Park two and the him hanging. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Him hanging on with one hand and then getting shot with one hand and still holding on to her. I'm like, come on. I mean, he's not Thor or anything. Like, <laughs> I just, I was kind of, I was like, it was a little far fetched. Yes. I, I would have rather him just jumped out there, saved her, and then as soon as he gets in the building, the guy punches him, and then they start fighting inside the the room. Yeah. I, I would have been much better with yeah, that. Yeah. Don't take your time with that scene. Get on with it. You know. Yeah. Make- yeah, this, so this is that would have. I think that would have played better. I agree. Yeah, because like, I mean, and granted, they did it. They did it with practicals and stuff like that. So I mean, it is what it is. But so they, I mean, they have a. You know, they've green. They've already green lighted the third one. So yes. they'll, they'll go into production on that. What? Are, at this point, I'm not that. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe in two years I'll be all over it. But when it comes out, but uh, or, w- or whenever it comes out, but right now, I, you know, I'm. I think maybe because you know, two thirds of the way through this movie, I'm like, I'm getting a little tired. I don't think I want to keep watching. But you know, of course, for the podcast, you gotta, you gotta finish right. it. Right. Um, so, I know. I know exactly how to make this work. Okay. Go. Right. So they're at the end of this. They're they're in they're in the prison, right? And right. They, they and he goes, like, okay. I need my team, so we get we get Nick back, right? So he's got one person on his team. Whatever whatever it is they're having them go after, Nick gets captured. So we have an emotional attachment for him to fucking get her out, and then that's how they go with it. Whatever whatever the fucking whatever the major, like hey, you got to go rescue this person, right? Maybe it's another prison break because. I mean, it's all about him being able to get someone out of somewhere. So and maybe get and maybe it's five years later, and we've got uh, uh, what's his name? We got Sandro, and and the kid from the first the first movie oh. are now are now old enough to where they can gear up, and you know they've got his uh, interesting. They've got his back. <laughs> I I think that would work. I think I, I think something has to happen to her, like during the first mission. Like something happens to her, and she gets she gets captured, and he has to go in and then take her out. You know, get her out. So that's that's the big, you know, because that'll be the emotional point to it. It'll be like more family, or you know, or maybe maybe Vin Diesel makes his way into us, and and he has to rescue him. And at the end of it, he goes, "Yeah, that's because we're family." Something I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't, you know, you, you bring up Vin Diesel, but I think your your idea is, you know, do you turn this into a big franchise? And and we 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 watched John Wick one through four, talking about it, and and I know they're already talking about John Wick five, and we've got the the ballerina one coming out, and all and a series coming yeah. out and stuff. It's kind of getting a little obnoxious, but one through four. <laughs> One through four seem like that's a solid that's a solid series that that we can just kind of encapsulate and say that's yeah. John Wick or that at least that's what I'd like to take away from that. <laughs> but for this series, it doesn't. It feels like it's just something kind of like Fast and Furious. You could just keep 
churning them right, out, right, right. satisfying that that action desire that people have, and and call it a day. It doesn't feel like it needs to be as as thought through as as John Wick. Right. Uh, maybe that's well, I a, think the thing with yeah. Tyler. Tyler has to have some emotional tie, right? They did it with this one because the, you know, we didn't find out right away, but the the woman and the kids that he rescues from the prison, why would he even go do that? Well, it turns out that they were his sister-in-law. So really, I mean, that kid is his nephew, if you think about it, because his wife, that was his wife's sister. And so that's why he accepted the 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 job. Right. But we didn't get that right away, but we did get it. So he has to have some kind of – he's not just going to – he's not working for the money. He's like, no, I, I got enough money to live out in here in this fucking – That's right. Know, he retired cabinet. as a mercenary. You know. Yeah, you know, but there's got to be a tie. So I think what happened – somehow, you know, she has to get captured to pull him in or something. Or maybe maybe they bring his wife back. Maybe they go, oh, fuck. Well, these guys found out you're a fucking dick and killed all their friends, so they came and kept – kidnapped your wife and now he's got to go in and get her they, they got to keep that tie because or maybe it turns out yaz had a had a kid and oh. uh and uh that kid needs to be extracted and he look feels- at you writing shit <laughs> off the fucking cuff i need i need I, you need to call him right now you need you need to call uh the russo uh, brothers Sam. And, yeah yeah the russo well, it's Joe Russo. So you just called Joe Russo. I think I, mean, I, I think speed dial. I think the other the brother had a had a little stay, say in the story too. Anthony Russo got got a story. I think it was written by Joe, but then Anthony came in. Okay, is, is what I heard. Okay, yeah, written by Joe. Um, yeah, but I think the story credit went to both of them. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, and, they, and Andre Parks. You know, we never that. we never covered the Gray Man, and that was a movie that the Russo oh, I bro- heard that sucked. Oh, ass. did you? Okay, but that was the the Russo brothers actually directed that after Endgame. Yes. That no, was, I know, and, so. and people were giving them shit. Like, okay, so some of the podcasts. <laughs> now, granted, some of the podcasts I listened to that they were like talking, they were they were doing extraction. You know, I, I've talked in the past about these podcasts that cover stuff, and all they do is hate on them. I got a couple of those, and one of them was this one where they were like really like, they were really down on the Russo brothers and giving them shit about the Gray Man and all this and stuff like that. So I was like, what the hell, I've never even heard of it. But you know, it was one of those they wanted to hate on something. So oh, this is the oh, you know what? This was also on Netflix, so maybe we should check this out. I did hear about this. Um, yeah, this is another action action movie. I think we should check it out. It's got uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. So. I know, I know, yeah. Um, and Bob, Billy Bob Thornton. Come on, but it didn't get much. I mean, it, it if it, if it were so, epic, it would have gotten a little bit more. Uh, well, it's Netflix. It would have resonated. So here's the yeah, thing. Right. Here's what I feel about if 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 it's on Netflix and it doesn't get a commercial release, it doesn't matter how fucking good it is. People are just gonna go. Eh, it's just Netflix. <laughs> it never really gets no i'm serious this is this is what i've seen in some of the stuff is like other than like stranger things which was a fucking phenomenon which was like went crazy yeah their series have, have resonated more i mean we've covered a lot yeah. of the marvel series that were on netflix which are amazing yeah you know? so i think i think it's just one of those things is and so people were you know crapping on them about that so, but yeah i i think gray man would be a good well, or maybe I, we could just at least include it in what 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 we're watching uh you know and and, and throw a little bit of a of a nod to it if that's something that we check I've, out. I've actually seen trailers for this and I'm like, oh shit, I need to watch 
watch that and I, and I didn't. So maybe, and this was last year that this came out about this time. So yeah, maybe we should go back and check that out. Um, speaking of that, I mean, we're going to, we're going to get into Spider-Man. Uh, uh, what is it? Crossy, Mul- what the multiverse? What the, <laughs> the new one's just the out. animated, gonna- the animated Spider-Man that came out a couple years ago that, that wowed everyone. Um, we'll have our opportunity next week to cover that. And we, yeah, invite, we're going to work. We invite our MCU, uh, brethren to, you know, and yeah, crew to, Bo and to Nina join. Yep. Should- Hopefully, we'll be back with us. We're going to cover Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. There you go. Thank you. The first one released in 2018. Then, the week after that, we're going to jump on that new one, that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is out in theaters right now, which if you haven't seen this, I suggest you go see it. I still got to get out and go see it. So I, I, I'm, I'm down to go see this again for sure. Um, uh, I, I luckily talked my, my beautiful wife into uh, going and watching this with me on our vacation. It, she agreed and it was great theater sucked but the movie was great um <laughs> fuck it it was like 85 degrees i know we talked about it. the same theater i saw like, dr strange in because that's where yeah, that's, that's right. where casey went to went to oit for the Oregon. first uh yeah one, one year of her college but education. yeah so we're going to talk about that so yeah now that now that we've we've covered most of uh most of uh extraction too i don't think there's more to talk about what have you been watching I have one thing that I can mention, uh, and uh, I've had a really busy week. I, I I ordered, I got my my Jeep custom ordered finally oh, on, on Saturday. I'm pretty excited about that. That's, yeah, it's I'm still sure. going to take a, a a few months for it because because <laughs> you know it has to be built. But uh, but I put right. down a deposit on it. I got the order in. I've already got a VIN number and stuff like that. So I'm kind of excited Ooh, about that. Look at that. Yeah, um, and uh, we also we have a. Uh, potential puppy adopted that we uh oh you know I saw the pictures yeah yeah that's we, gonna be a big dog yeah oh yeah that's all right that's all right <laughs> i i don't we, we're not we don't think it's gonna we've seen the mom the mom's about 50 pounds this is a female uh, it's a it's a cattle dog shepherd mix and uh and uh and we'll see but as long i, I mean, just saw I've, them pause i've yeah i know i've i and it's you know it's only less than three months, three months old right now. So it's pretty big for, for three months. So yeah, it could be big, but I, I, we don't think it's going to get, get as big as Ivan and that's, and he's 70 pounds. So we'll be okay. We'll see. We'll see. But they met today. We, we took him out there. So that, that's been busy, but I did get a chance to check out first couple episodes of the, the recent release on Netflix of, of uh, Black Mirror. That's a, a oh, series okay, we've talked yeah. about in the past that uh, has some really, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone type yeah, yeah. type thing that talks about technology in this day and age. And, and I, I heard I, they switched away from the technology on this season. Well, I don't know. The first episode was definitely technology oriented. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm only about halfway through the second, ep- or not even that, through the second episode. So I, I couldn't tell you that one. But the first one, it was, it was effective. So I, I, that, that was, that was fun. It, 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 it was a little, it was, it went a little overboard at the beginning, but then it, <laughs> but then it explained it in a way that made me kind of go, Oh, you know, and, and which, which was interesting. So, so that's been fun. That's, that's what nice. I checked out. And, uh, they released five episodes, which I, I mean, I think the last time it was just three episodes. So that's kind of, so they've got some more. That's nice. Keep you, 
give you enough to watch without having to wait too long. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while though since Black Mirror came out. Uh, so, so it's I still nice. have not watched any of them. I know people talk about them, and I'm like, oh, I really got some of them are great. Some of them really suck. So, I mean, because <laughs> it's episodic, and they're they have they have interrelated themes, but they're not necessarily. It's like Twilight Zone, you know, get different yeah, stories yeah. that kind of go off in different directions, but uh, they do have some some overlap at times, and sometimes gotcha. they're just they're just creepy and brilliant. <laughs> so anyway, I've heard some episodes are nice. Yeah. yeah, I you know I've been really busy this week. Uh, you know, got a lot of stuff going on, and um, so I haven't really been watching anything since our last podcast. But I can say that uh, when we're done with tonight, uh, I am going to jump on uh, Disney uh, Plus and watch uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, is that on Disney Plus? That's a series, right? Yeah, that's this is supposed to be a kind of a more serious uh, MCU starring. It's, it's uh, Nick Fury, right? Samuel L. Jackson is kind of the lead of this one. Um, so uh, I'm I, super excited. When about I that. saw the first trailer, I thought it was a movie. I didn't realize it was a series. I don't know if that was yeah, a series. change or if I think that it's was a six episode. Okay. Six episode okay. Yeah. Cool. But uh, I, I'm excited for that. So yeah, I haven't really been watching. It's just you know Father's Day. You know, with a lot of other stuff going on, we had we had a bunch of other stuff going on the weekend. So I just I don't I really don't think we watched much. Uh, you know, we were out <laughs> almost every night. Yeah. Uh, between the week and so i really was only able to watch it you had a lot of ketchup by the time you got back from your trip so i'm sure oh god yeah. yeah well in in, in father day's weekend i mean started off really nice and went shooting range and went out to the skateboard park uh got home uh went and did some stuff with the family then the next day was i i had martial arts pretty much from fucking right early morning and you're getting ready afternoon. for for vegas the the big tournament yep. the big uh the big test in vegas yep I'm not tested actually this year, which is nice, but my wife is, so that's that's kind of cool. So yeah, we're really putting our time into that. Uh, yeah, so then Saturday night was a family night with food and stuff like that. That was a late night, played some games. Sunday was Father's Day. I had a great Father's Day. Went on a big hike. Went nice. on to, went went to a brewery. Had some uh, I guess brunch. Uh, we went to uh, Country Summer for Father's Day, but that was more kind of a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, I, I love going there with my wife, but she's the country fan. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's I, okay. yeah, I just we, we didn't go this year, um, mostly because I wasn't impressed with most of the, the bands. Just like I was like the headliners weren't really in my 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 lanes, although I do the, the ones you went and saw Sunday, uh, uh, Osborne Brothers, the Brothers Osborne, Brother Osborne. That, yeah, that was my it. favorite act. They they were they were good. They had some. It wasn't just pop country. It was it, uh, that's what that's what Alicia calls a lot of the yeah. lot of the bands that she's not into. But but Brothers Osborne. They have was one good. song that I really like, but it it's very different from a lot of their other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the other bands I wasn't that into, but Brothers Osborne was good, and and we had a good time. So I yeah. like I like hanging out. Anyways, yeah. There. Yeah, we had Father's Day, so that was a long day of stuff, and uh, yeah, and just it's been that that work week. I'm I'm covering a lot of martial arts this week, so yeah, it's been a busy week. But yeah, tonight Secret Evasion. It's all, all about right. that. So <laughs> I'm excited about that. Get on there, watch that. If everything goes well, hopefully I will be on uh, the Hero Movie Podcast this week, watching um, talking oh, about. That's right, your movie. It's still a possibility. Asteroid City comes out tomorrow. Yeah, Asteroid right? City, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go see it Friday night. And I did see it had a L.A. release last weekend. It, it did L.A. So, and New York. Okay, and it, so, it actually was very successful. It was like one of the highest, highest yeah. per per theater 
Uh, it's only released in five, five, yeah. five theaters. So I think yeah. Moonrise Kingdom had the same sort of impact, and uh, you know his movies are are you know, play to the art crowd, so it makes sense to kind of generate a lot of buzz by just releasing them into a few theaters, especially yeah. in places like New York and in L.A. that are just you know Gaga for yeah. Wes Anderson style. <laughs> so hopefully I'll see that Friday. Hopefully I'll be on uh, here podcast with you guys on Sunday, release Monday, and then pretty awesome uh it may potentially even uh they do a they do a show called 30 uh marvel 30 questions star wars 30 questions depending on what it is and so they're also doing secret evasion so i'm kind of hoping to sneak onto that one with a few <laughs> so we'll see uh if, if all goes well i mean like dreams come kind of thing uh you know so it'd be kind of fun but we'll see how it goes all right so and with that i mean that's how we seize it hail caesars hail caesars <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs>